Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace. You're listening to Paint the Town Podcast with your hosts. L.A. Street Art Gallery resident artist, teacher, and founder of L.A. Street Art Gallery, James Chen of... Episode 195. Man, it's good to be back. Man. It's good to see your face, bro. Well, dude, I got to tell you, I'm glad we didn't do uh, try to do a podcast uh, the last week or two or whatever, because remember how after the last episode, the next day I was supposed to go get my tooth uh, extracted? Oh, no. We got more dentist stories. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, it's just one of the worst things I've ever been through in my life. Oh, no. As far sure. as... Well, because it's in my mouth and affects my eating, you know? Oh, yeah, so, that's the worst. If you want to lose weight, man, get your teeth fucked up. You know, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, I have. I have lost a, a few pounds. It's, yeah. uh, it, it, was, it was a chore to eat. So, um, But, dude, now that, that deep lower pain that has been there for months is gone. Uh, that's, that's the most satisfying feeling, man, when, like, <sighs> your teeth shit actually gets fixed. You know what I mean? Like, yes. You're like thank god i could enjoy food again i mean you know i I don't know i'm a big i just dude i got so used to um covering the pain you know what do you you usually eat when you when you have like a toothache man i'm just curious because like asian people we eat like tofu and shit you you know what i mean it like seeps right i don't change it i don't change it dude i just deal with the pain okay I just chew on one side, you know what I mean, and then. Oh, okay, yeah, no, I mean that's I, why I, one side of my face, if you look at it, this side over here is like all strong and everything. This side's like kind of weak looking. Oh yeah, no, I mean I have my fair share of teeth problems too, man. It's part of getting old, man. It sucks. I mean, if you have good. Oh teeth, no, 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 it isn't. Teeth problem is a is a genetic thing. This well, is yeah, what I found yeah, out from my what, dentist. You know, yeah. you can you can have you know you can take care of your teeth perfectly. And if you have the type of teeth that I have, which are very porous and they have like ridges on them and stuff like that, um, it's great. You can whiten them, but you can have problems no matter what. Yeah. <clears throat> and then on the other side of that, there's some people who can go weeks without brushing their teeth, fur growing on them and everything. Like like Frank. And they're going to be fine. <laughs> like Franklin Marshall. <laughs> Speaking of, actually, I want to plug there. A uh, new podcast, Franklin and Cyrus podcast. They have like two episodes up. It's really funny, man. I mean, it's just them kind of shooting the shit. And, uh, you know, we want to welcome them. To, you know, Cyrus has been on our after hours show. And obviously, uh, you know, he was here when, when Franklin was here last time, too. So, uh, you know, we want to plug our friends and, uh, you know, whatever we have other podcast that we want you to listen to we want to mention it on this show so uh you know go check out that's franklin. awesome man I'm, I'm always glad to see uh franklin in action you know because he goes you know 
he has his hard times and everything and, and you don't see him posting anything. That's when I'm like, Oh man, I just think about him and wish him well and everything, but then see him back up and, and, you know, and working with Cyrus too. I love Cyrus, man. Yeah. So yeah. those two together up on a podcast. Yeah. And they're professional, cool. man. They, they like rent a studio. You know what I mean? What? Yeah, exactly. Let, let, let me just pull this up real quick for a second. Cause it's, worth well, we're it. professional. We can just do it anywhere with anything. You know well, what I mean? True. Like that's if you true. notice my background here uh, the last time and I got cut off because I was out in the uh, the outside office, and unfortunately, you know, I found out that that's just a little bit too far away from the router, and so right now, I'm in uh, another room in our house, and if you can see up there behind me, we got a, a Gregory Sif um, uh, piece that he actually did specially for me. You see, it says teach on there. <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know um, what? I, I, Gregory Sif is a homie, man. I've been, there's this new social network called Be Real. And then uh, another one. Good yeah, grief. Don't good. worry about it, man. I'm just letting you know. Anyways. I do believe me. I won't. I'm done with <laughs> Instagram. I'm done. But, you know what I mean? Like, but I feel you. But, but the thing, anyways, Gregory Siff and me are friends out there, man. And I've been checking out his be real, man. It's pretty cool. I, that guy puts it in work, dude. So, uh, anyway, yes, but, he does. He yeah. is one of the hardest workers out there, man. Uh, dude, tell me about uh, your vacation. What, oh, where, yeah, where'd okay. you go? What'd you do? Well, fuck, man. I went to I went to Greece, man. The Instagram uh, capital of the world, man. Like <laughs> where people love to take, you know, you know, just like beautiful Instagram pictures. You know what? I was like, next year is my, uh, you know, 39th year of life. And I'm really, really going to hit, you know, just music hard before right before I turn 40. You know what I mean? And uh I really wanted to go check out the scene, the the club scene in like uh, Greece, because Mykonos is like one of the uh, kind of like hot spots for, you know, DJs and kind of stuff like that. But like, check this out. Hold on real quick. What I mean by like Instagram capital of the world is check out this these photos I took, man. Like this is just a random restaurant. You see this, Teach? Good grief, dude. Okay, doesn't that look like a fucking painting, man? Oh, you, man you know what I mean? Fuck this is, you. Fuck okay. you. Good grief. And then, and okay, this is like a, a, a venue called Pathos, basically. Like, it just looks like outer space right here, right? You, you know what I yeah. mean? Yeah. And, and That's then, another planet. Yeah, yeah, right? And then, so, you know, obviously I went to Athens, too, and checked out the Acropolis and just, you know, saw a lot of, like, you know, tall structures and thought about, like, you know, humans in existence for that long time, you know, went to go check out the scene in Mykonos. But yeah, there's just some really, you know, out of this world, uh, uh, you know, things going on in Greece in terms of like art. Oh, that's music. wicked going down the hallway there. What is yeah, that? Yeah, it's, it's just a, it's this place called Pathos on the, an island called Eos. <clears throat> and uh, I think actually if you're in the right position, the sun will actually be right in this guy's uh, shoulders. I mean, if, if uh, you can kind of imagine it, right? The sun kind of going down right oh, there. Wow. Right. So Dude, it's just that's a really cool. amazing venue for DJs, man. And like it's up and coming. A lot of places people don't know about. But check out this is this is the venue, man. This is the sunset at this. Dude, venue. every direction you look is is a, yeah. a postcard. <laughs> yeah, that's this is what I mean by the Instagram capital of the world. You know, I mean, like check out this venue real quick. I just want to uh, show you right here. This is the venue. Um, so like uh Good it's called grief. pathos right you have this 360 degree view and there's a dj right there he's looking out in the sunset and then he kind of just he ends up dropping opera italian opera as the sun goes into the into the into the uh, uh ocean you know i mean it's absolutely wow. amazing man i'm telling you man and it's just like this is kind of an up-and-coming venue like not a lot of 
uh, big DJs are going there. So, I, like I said, I just wanted to go there and check out the scene and just really, uh, just really, you know, get a get a feel of what everybody's listening to, man. So, uh, but, um, but yeah, man, it was an amazing time. I, uh, you know, like I said, man, I don't have kids, bro, so I can go and do these things, man. <laughs> You know, you know, That's my uh, polite, uh, quiet double bird right there. <laughs> well, yeah, man. I mean, you, you know, it was a good time, but, uh, you know, glad to be back. And um, I'm glad to, you know, just uh, glad to be back. Really? No, really? Because like, <laughs> I, I don't know if I would have left there, dude. I mean, good you, know grief. It, it, you know what? No it, wife, no kids. It's like, why come back? <laughs> well, put it this way. Like, you know, in, in, in Greece, a lot of times, you know, you see all those like nice uh hotels on the cliff right and you just see these views but nobody thinks about the fact that dude you got to carry your luggage all the way down there and all the way up okay there oh. ain't no there ain't no escalators okay right? no, dude let me just tell you if i if i can afford to go to greece i'm gonna be paying a porter to carry my shit oh yeah yeah well i mean there is a porter but you know you gotta tip him and stuff like that too right but anyways i, I really went right now because the currency is really strong against the u.s dollar right now right the euro it's one to one right now so I was like, you know, I want to take advantage of this time to make it a little bit cheaper, but it still was really expensive, actually, you know, but. Oh, dude, I, I hear a guest, man. Um, today, uh, we have a very special guest, man. Uh, it's a buddy of mine named Jesse Hudson. He goes by No Sense, actually is a street art moniker. And, uh, you know, he's a friend of Willem Wolf's uh, and Willem's been on the podcast before. And, uh, you know, anybody who's in the street art community, um, you know, especially from L.A., I want to go ahead and welcome on the podcast so everybody can get to know them a little bit better. So uh, without nice. further ado, Jesse Hudson. Put on your red shoes and dance the blues. to the song playing on the radio. What's going on? Can you hear me all right? What's up, Jesse? How you doing? Good, man. We can't see you. We have one stop. Okay. There we there go. We go. Oh, now we shit. Can... Oh, okay. wow. Nice background, okay. bro. Nice. Dude, welcome to the show, man. Uh, t tell, tell us what's going on in the background right there, man, because you, you got to... <laughs> oh, okay. Hold on one second. Well, no, not your real background. The one, you have, the one you have up on your screen. <laughs> what do you... What do you have up on the screen? Is that that's uh, my girlfriend's piece, I believe. Actually, I'm using her computer. There oh, we go. Okay, okay. <laughs> that, was, that was dope. That was dope. You could you could have used it too. But dude, welcome, Jesse, man. Okay, we can see. Yeah. You. Oh, there you are. Okay, there you are in the actual yeah. background. Hey, so uh, what's up, what guys? What was that you just handed off? Oh, uh, yeah. I'll show you. It's a little ton of pie, Mr. Waldorf. Oh, it's a. It's a Nice, nice. Man. What kind of dog is that? Is it a Chihuahua? It's uh, I believe, I believe it's a Jack Russell Chihuahua. Oh man, that's like double hyper. But, um, <laughs> let me try to bring up the volume on you guys a little bit. It's a little low. Were you? I bet he's fierce, man, because Chihuahuas are are pretty fierce little guys, and then uh, Jack Russells are just wired like crazy. Yeah. So he's wired and fierce, definitely. Dude, that's awesome. I always <laughs> wanted to have a Jack Russell Terrier. Like back in the day, there. Oh like, no, you don't, dude. As well, much no, as you I mean, travel, are you kidding me? Well, no, that no, thing no, would I mean, tear your place up. <laughs> <laughs> they need attention. They need to be run. They need to be out and around and doing things. Otherwise, I know that because I saw one one time at his friend's house. We went left for about an hour, came back, and he had torn shit up. <laughs> Do you remember the movie The Mask? 
There was, you know, he had like a Jack Russell Terrier and he Mm -hmm. was like climbing up the fucking fence, like trying to save him from jail. You know what I mean? Anyways, his name was like Milo or something. I have a random fucking core memory, (laughs) core memory, I guess. But anyways, that was the movie that inspired me to want a Jack Russell. But uh, anyway, (laughs) Jesse, what's up, man? Thanks for joining us today. Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Where are you right now? Are you in Los Angeles? Where are you? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh Hancock Park adjacent, I guess you could say. Uh yeah. So <laughs> nice, man. And yeah. did you grow up around Hancock Park? Yeah, I grew up in Hancock Park, actually. That okay. is uh that's where I grew up. My my family is a house uh right near Larchmont Boulevard. So So you're pretty I grew much up... a real Los Angeles. Oh, you're a native. Man. Wow, man. Yeah, well, well I, I moved here when I was 14. Uh my adolescence was all done here, so Oh, okay. I definitely consider myself an L.A. local. Where were you originally from? Uh, I lived primarily out of the country uh, before I was 14. I lived in Senegal. I lived in Thailand. I lived in Nepal. Um, I traveled. Whoa. Uh, my mom was a dancer choreographer. She did Sabar. And uh, and then when we were in Nepal, it was primarily her looking for religion, I think. But I was a little kid. We had Himalayas for a year. You know, I, my, nice. my upbringing, I was pretty much a feral child before I got sent to <laughs> <laughs> like student tie like uh student tie boarding school but dude i yeah. thought you oh were my gonna gosh say, i thought you were gonna say like you moved here from florida like teacher or no, something no. like that you know what i mean but damn you have quite that a- alone made me feral just being from florida you know <laughs> sure. so no, I, I, did, I did college in florida and i know <laughs> i know about florida quite a bit oh okay. shit where, okay. where did you go to college I, I went to an ai uh art institute of fort lauderdale oh, okay dude so, you know what I almost went there. Oh yeah. It was either the Art Institute of Fort Lauderdale or Ringling School of Art and Design. Okay. And when we went down to, to Fort Lauderdale to visit the school and check it out, I mean, I'm looking around at the strip and everything and I'm going, you know what? Luckily at that time I knew that if I was there, I don't know how much schooling I would have gotten done, you know, because yeah. I, you know, was pretty much into partying. So I same, you know, same. When I <laughs> went to Sarasota. I was like, you know, this is where I should probably come, but that didn't really work out because I ended up partying just as hard, if not harder, in, in Sarasota. I turned the partying into a business actually when I was in school, and uh, I ended up dropping out because I was making too much money. <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, nice, nice. I, but, I wish I could have been as smart as you to do that, man, because like <laughs> I, I was. I was also partying in college, but I was just DJing parties and stuff For like sure. that, man. I never really thought about, hey, I could actually like take this seriously until like a lot later on in life, you know what I mean? But so I, a good friend of mine, my roommate actually, his uh, he had a lot of connections. His his dad pretty much owns Mykonos, is like uh, one of the main dude, club we were, owners in Mykonos. So we were just talking he had about all these Mykonos. connections. What we would do is we'd rent places like Space and Mansion and throw college parties there and give uh, like true club experience to college students. And it just started working. I mean, I made six figures in a year and I was just, I was out of college. Wow. <laughs> was, Dude, actually, yeah. If you're making six figures a year, you don't need to be going to art school. Yeah. That's what, <laughs> that's what I felt like. But then I lost it twice as quick as I made it. So, <laughs> you know. Well, dude, I actually just got back from Mykonos and uh, I went to Greece for the no, first time. The actual Mykonos, Greece, not the club, yeah. right? Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought you were okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Oh, dude, that's awesome, man. Oh, you, yeah. Sorry, I teach. I don't know about these Florida clubs, man. Jesus. <laughs> but, no, uh, I, I was talking about the actual island, Mickey. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's what. That's yeah, what yeah, I'm that's what I'm teach. talking about. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah. No, I'm saying I just got back from. Oh from greece uh uh and it, dude i visited mykonos for the first time man and uh it's a little bit different from like the abiza vibe right you, yeah, you know very I, I, much felt like, so. 
I feel like it was way more geared to. I went to uh, Cavo Paradiso, and it was like a, um, it was a pretty cool like big nightclub and everything like that. But I felt like it was super geared towards like bottle service kind of, you know. While Ibiza is kind of like more like about the drugs, I guess. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I, my experience, I, I've only been out there once with James when I was during those years in college and stuff like that, and. Uh, I don't know. I, everything seemed comp. So I, I, my experience out there was pretty crazy, but yeah, it's uh okay. Cool. 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 Uh, man. Wait, before uh, we go any further, I got to ask you, Jesse. Yeah. What's up? What is that thing on uh, the piece behind you on the wall? What's going on with that? My girlfriend, she's actually has a gallery coming up. It's a piece she's been working on. I know that we're supposed to showcase other people's pieces. I didn't have time to really set up my work. No, but, well, yeah, yeah, it's, it's uh, really cool, man. I dig yeah. it. Yeah. What's it's your lady's a, name, I man? It's a Sikh soldier, actually. So that's awesome. A Sikh, man. as in the um, the religion Sikh. Yes. Yeah, I believe that's what it is. It's uh, that's right, right? It's a it's a Sabadar who protects the temple. That's nice. what. Very cool. Yeah, nice, man. Uh, Sikh nice. is like one of the the tribes in India, I believe, right? If I if I'm not mistaken. Um, I they're like an international, but yeah, it's originally Indian. It's uh, as I went to the temple with her one time, and and as far as they told me, they were pretty much Jedi. So they were like protectors <laughs> of light and oh, stuff. Nice, so, nice, yeah. nice. That's awesome. I actually have a uh, a Sikh. There it is, right here. Um, right. too teachers showing us a tattoo yeah from like a wave mm. <laughs> right there you know this little thing right there okay is, uh, the... what is that i mean is it a six it's basically like a, a a circle with uh, a sword in in the middle of it and then around the outside there's two swords around the outside circle oh, wow okay okay that's dope man mm-hmm. oh, what a coincidence but um, anyways, <laughs> so <laughs> let's go back to uh, go after you finished. I mean, after you're done with school and the kids came out here, man, like you came back to California or. Yeah. Uh, so, I, I mean, my art my, doing art uh, has always been a coping mechanism for me, mm. to be honest. Like nothing's like ever really been able to stop me from just uh, producing work or, or, or spending wasting time at one point and then spending time doing stuff. But it's um, it started seriously for me when I lived in Senegal, actually, like the street art kind of vibe that, that I've definitely procured to. And that was uh, when I was out there there, I got the shit kicked out of me on a daily basis, unfortunately, when I first got out there. And these kids took pity on me and they were they turned out to be a total like street gang, I guess you could say at the time. I didn't <laughs> I was really young. My mom was non-existent. And so. I just uh, I kind of fell in with them and they did graffiti and they rolled around the town dressed up as animals and broke shit and just did wild things. And we would have wow. trash, uh, we'd have trash fires on the beach and cook cactus fruit. I mean, these are just like loose memories. Dude, I'm, wow. <laughs> I was like, I'm jealous, man. That's pretty cool. We're, we're talking about and, uh, this but is a country in Africa. West what? Africa. I'm just for the audience. Yeah. We have a, we have a dumb American audience, right? We don't know where the fuck ever, everything is. So hey, easy on your guys. You <laughs> know? Know? We have a dumb American audience. No, I'm, I'm dumb. I'm just saying. I don't really. I, I need to. You know. I mean, I'm not familiar. So Senegal's in West Africa. Right? I mean, yeah, I was in Dakar, which is the capital of okay. Senegal. It's a big industrial city, really. Uh, oh. It's not like uh, tribal huts or anything like that. It's it's a true like. City. <laughs> And uh, yeah, I mean, I fell in with these kids. They, they kind of became protectors of mine. And what was funny is they were younger than me too, but they're way more hardcore than I was. And uh, 
and they were all orphans for the most part like and uh and yeah I, I i fell in with them but the vibe that i re-experienced in high school i very much uh fell in like fell into that but i went to high school at santa monica high school samo and okay. uh oh wow and so I fell in with a crew called 5150 uh, down there. And I used to work <laughs> all, all the those time. Those of you who don't know, 5150 <laughs> is a uh, code for like a crazy person. Yeah, I've had one. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. But anyways, we'll get to that another day. But uh... <laughs> that crew's become pretty big, though, and prolific out there. They're still rolling these days. Uh but yeah, right when they were starting off, I I was uh, with Solid and Swipes and and uh, I at the time I wrote Spoof and we we just uh, you know I got the same kind of vibe that I got from those kids out in Africa. It was like the same kind of click of, of wild ruffians, and uh, I did that for a long time. But then I went out to college in Florida. Coming back, I fell into the marijuana industry, and I worked in the marijuana in industry on a pretty deep level for about 10 years. I did, uh, owned a dispensary in Reseda and I uh, I eventually did commercial farming out in Northern California and um, it started consuming, I would say the most, most of my energies, uh, most energies that I spent doing art and stuff were kind of consumed in that pursuit of monetary gain. And then um, uh, incident happened and I pulled out and I, yeah. And, you know, Dude, I, you I, look I, a lot younger than than what you're talking about. <laughs> you I'm look 30, like you could be. I have to count right now. Yeah, I'm 34. Oh, okay. Well, <laughs> hey, man, you've yeah. lived quite a life. Dude. <laughs> wow. I mean, folks, I, if you could just see this guy, you should probably watch the video. But I mean, he looks like he could be anywhere between like 18 and 25, maybe. <laughs> so. Wow. Dude, that's Genetics, awesome. right? Well, what is it called? I mean, you know, the, the weed business is a pretty dangerous business, man. I, I have some homies that, you know, have been that game. And at the end of the day, have you ever seen uh, Murder Mountain? There, there's this documentary on. on I know. I know about it. You I know about it? Anyways, yeah, yeah. It, that's a good documentary if you want to check it out. Just to sure. learn a little bit of understanding about the 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 weed business, man. But uh, is but yeah, man. So so you said art has always been a coping mechanism, man. Yes. Like, what what do you mean by that? Um, well, I mean, uh, I, I've been doing it my entire life, my, yeah. uh, I can remember. And, uh, I mean, I, I was doing, I mean, obviously as a little kid, you're drawing pictures and stuff sure. like that. And, uh, but my mom, my, my like normal schooling, when I say I was a feral child, I didn't have uh, regular schooling until I, until I moved back to the States, back from Senegal. And that was about what, 12 years old. So I was, I got sent to a student type boarding school and that was it before that was all hooked on phonics and then me just drawing and then me doing drawing on any walls i could wow. find really and so um i it just <clears throat> uh, for some reason i fell into the drawing when i was young even though my penmanship is horrible and that's why i fell into stencils if you look at my work it's primarily stencil work um and yeah, uh, i was gonna say that i was i was looking at your your instagram and yeah. uh well it's a combination of of a little bit of freehand with some some stencil work mm -hmm. um did you do your shirt yes yeah yeah that's all that's i do about pretty sure cool man time. yeah nice but uh you what, know, what kind of things were you drawing like uh as far back as you can remember what i uh representations of what i saw primarily i mean uh oh, okay. uh but what what you kind of latch on to uh 
for, for some reason, pop art, like pop culture has always fascinated me. So a lot of my work, even going way back then, is based in pop culture. Like, uh, you know, I think that the majority of us are, are actually raised by our TVs more than our parents at a certain point. <laughs> and uh, and so that's why California accent has gone nationwide, like uh, very little cultures left. <laughs> in a lot of places. You know, that's, that's very true, actually. That's very I went true. to Savannah like... for a wedding recently, and that 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 accent is just almost non-existent out there. Everyone was talking like they're on the OC. <laughs> <But>, yeah, <laughs> that's really interesting because you know people watch the Netflix and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. And then you know, like they have like these realtor shows called like Selling OC, Selling Sunset, and I mean all these like. You know, different housewife shows. Those those are all like different people from California. A lot of times, you, you know what I mean. And mm -hmm. you know, people are just consuming these shows, man. And everybody yeah. out here is like talking a certain way. No, that, that's actually a good point, man. Shit. Well, you know, that's that's you know true because um, it, I think it also has to do with uh, you know how you're you're raised as far as the amount of participation that your parents have or your family or your mm -hmm. friends. You know, if um, if you're in a situation where you're, you know, able to do things with your friends and go out, you know, maybe it'll be a little bit different than someone who <clears throat> actually like right now, the house that we're in, um, my, my kids, I have, I have twin 12 year olds, uh, a boy and a girl. And I, I don't, I don't recommend that at all. Uh, Jesse, <laughs> um, do them one at a time if you're going to do right. them at all. But um, where the house is, there's, uh, it's a busy street and there's no sidewalk. So they can't really go walking anywhere. And so they're, they're kind of trapped here. You know, if they're going to go see a friend, or if they're going to go do anything, yeah. we have to take them. And for me, it was the opposite. Mm -hmm. you know, I'm from the, the Panhandle of Florida, little, you know, Redneck Riviera. And I could go hop on my bike at age, what, 10 and go riding. My parents didn't know where I was. There was yeah. you know, no uh, pagers or, or cell phones back then. And so, uh, you know, it was, it was much different. But, you know, nowadays, uh, you know, a lot of times kids are raised, but well, now it's the, the internet, you know, mm -hmm. it's <laughs> but, a um, new world that we're living in. I mean, I, I honestly, I, I, I would say like, uh, living the upbringing, even that you did just, uh, within like normal realms of Americana, uh, though, but like, even just, you know, at going out on your own, rely like self-reliance on, on understanding the world around you and stuff. I, I just see less and less than that these days, mm. but the the it's all online stuff. I don't know. It's a, it is a brave new world. TikTok, it, yeah, and I all mean, that uh, stuff. There's, uh, I would say that there's there's uh, more predators even in that realm though than oh, the God. on the street yeah. most of the time, or that you know they'll be like shielded better or like uh, whatever it is, like masks. They're much like, much better yeah. hidden. And mm -hmm. I got a question for you. When did um when did the music uh element come into your life i dabble in music i never considered myself a musician though mm -hmm. i mean um uh willem uh how this all came about really is my connection with willem i feel like and uh willem's the true musician uh but yeah i'm not that i wouldn't say i'm that big of a musician myself uh the music aspect is more of a hobby than it is a, a passion 
it's uh yeah a coping the, mechanism maybe not a, not necessarily uh really i just don't like using um open source music so i make my own if you go to any of my videos the majority of the music is my music mm -hmm. but oh, awesome. but um it, it's only there because i i was like oh, i gotta make something so i learned some software i sat there and i made some music. that makes you a musician true but like yeah i still won't consider myself one unfortunately uh it's not something that i'm pursuing uh, let's say, put it that way it's uh well, you are pursuing uh like mastering art visual art yes. a little bit more. yeah okay. i mean i it, so when when this incident happened when i was working in the weed industry at the time i'd spent 10 years making well over six figures and and felt very stable you know in my life and and but i was deeply deeply depressed mm. um i i i sat there in a hospital bed for a close to a week asking myself when was the last time i was actually i was beaten nearly to death if you want to oh. know uh what happened but i uh during a dangerous industry man it, yeah you know what so I mean? Seriously. and, and uh, when it went legal uh, too i people just got more cutthroat it didn't it didn't people got desperate yeah people working in that that industry for a long time who i trusted for years they all started acting desperate and doing desperate deeds mm. that's how it turned out for me at least in the um Possible, but I sat there, asked myself, when was the last time I was happy? And to be honest, the last time I, I genuinely felt happy was when I was was a struggling artist before the weed industry, before all this shit. And so I I like came back to L.A. with the intent of becoming a starving artist. And I've been very, very successful at that. <laughs> so um, <laughs> it's not hard to be a, a starving artist. Exactly. So uh, you know, yeah, I really liked one man. of the things I saw on your uh, on your feed. Um, I don't remember the exact words, but some to the effect of an artist is someone who makes things that people don't need. Mm -hmm. Very much. So. Very true. Yeah, I think uh, sometimes they need it more than the uh, than the other people. Mm -hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, um, I, I I understand what you guys are saying, but definitely <laughs> I think people get inspiration from like the visual art that i see I, i'm friends with a lot of visual artists because like you know they're, they're real motherfuckers to me it's just like there's nothing more real oh, i agree i agree I mean? <clears throat> a lot of yeah. people you know enjoy art and they'll they'll decorate their house a little bit but i've also been in a lot of places where you know there's nothing on the walls and you know i'm like what did you just move in here or something like no, i've been here like eight years and it's like, those people have fucking poor taste man <laughs> <laughs> This is my opinion, you know what I mean? Those are the people I don't want to hang out with, man. Like, you know what I mean? Those are the people that leave the fucking picture of the original people in the frame when they buy the frame from, from like, Target, you know, you know what I mean? That's yeah, and just put it up and like, yeah, yeah, it looks like someone I'd enjoy being around. Yeah, but Jesse, anyways, what, I, just... um, I noticed you're, uh, you do some writing also. Mm -hmm. A little bit. I, I, I do a lot of, uh, if you're talking about, are you talking about my Instagram? primarily or yes. you yeah <laughs> all right well i said i'm an artist and a writer so mm -hmm. i i do a lot of quotes on the instagram if uh i do i quote bukowski quite a bit yeah i was gonna say I I, I I see you like bukowski yeah <laughs> i if not if i'm not quoting bukowski i'm i'm trying to write like bukowski so if you see any of that writing is uh i even went to lacc post post uh, the art institute uh just because bukowski went there as actually i even got bukowski's old apartment for a couple of years there you know oh, where wow. he wrote hollywood <laughs> wow yeah what, what um, how did you get introduced to Char charles bukowski i never got introduced to him no, no, no i mean no, like I his work just, 
How did you? Oh, uh, <laughs> I, I had a good friend, Mario Bucato, who uh, introduced me to him. He knew all of his poems by, by you know, uh, by memory. And, and he would always quote them. And it just, these, it started off with him. And then I fell into reading pretty much everything he had. He's definitely, Bukowski is my favorite poet, I would have to say. And that primarily because he hates uh, metaphors. <laughs> and he, he always fought hard against the metaphor side he's definitely counterculture yeah damn i need to I but need to uh brush up on my bukowski man you got man, it it sounds sounds like something i'd be interested in mm -hmm. <laughs> it's dark and depressing and realistic and <laughs> Interesting, man. I, I love that kind of stuff <laughs> it makes me feel better about myself man <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so so that's awesome, man. You so you write poetry. How does that? How did you like? I mean, you know, do you, how often does like a? We don't know. I know some rappers, but I don't know if that's considered. <laughs> you know what? I gotta poet. tell you, you the know dude has I mean? got a great palette to you know to take from. You know, when you've had exactly. a kind of life like he's talking about, I, you know, you're gonna be I mean, able to put out some prolific stuff. Whereas someone who's had a, a normal life and and always been taken care of and never had any tough times or whatever. They're not going to be able to write anything great. I, I do you kind of like feel inspired and write things down pretty often, or is it like a daily journal thing, or how does that work? It's a spur of the moment thing, actually. Okay. I mean, any of the writing you will see on my page that is from me, it's uh, sitting there like uh, in deep contem contemplation. Yeah, you can look at some of those posts. I mean, I use Instagram more so as a emotional outlet for my art. Like it's a way to showcase my art, but then I try to create this thing that's like, this is where I'm at right now. Like, uh, you know, mentally or, or spiritually or wherever, whatever. So um, yeah, nah, I don't know. It's probably not how it's supposed to be used, but there's no rules. That's the good thing about it, you know, being an mm -hmm. artist, there are no rules. That's Especially just, it's uh, like you don't want to follow the social media rules, man. They change all the time, man. This fucking if you're trying yeah. to keep on top of the algorithm or whatever, like that's not <laughs> what I use it for Instagram for either. Yeah, that's yeah, like, yeah. It's kind of like for me, it's like uh, kind of like my resume of like what I want people to see. almost. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? Like there's some people it's, that use it like daily content, like a journal. Right. So everybody right. uses it a little bit different. Right. But um, mm -hmm. but yeah. Let me let me ask you, man. The stencils, man. I mean, obviously, we have a stencil master right here. Teach, uh, you, you know. I mean, and uh, how did you get into uh, the uh, stencils? I mean, Jesse. When did you cut your first stencil? Do you remember that? Um, I, yeah, I do actually. Uh, I was probably thirteen. Um, in that suit and tie boarding school, this kid just taught me how to cut one. And we were in the middle of an art project. We were supposed to draw um, like a picture about uh, something. It was like uh, our passions or something. I drew, I cut out a stencil. So he taught me how to, he did. I was had a picture of Sid Vicious actually that I wanted to do this piece of. And uh, he cut it out for me. So he was like, our, he was an older kid in school. He just like, uh, I, I can't remember his name to be honest, uh, but yeah, he taught me how to do my first stencil. He like showed me. And then from then on out, I realized what it was, it was I've always had a problem with my penmanship. I've always had a problem with my, my even like uh freehand uh, drawing. And I, over the years, I've learned to lean into that, that those things are what makes you 
stand out as an artist, those things that you feel are your deficits or you feel like are are the the things that are imperfect are the things that are people are going to latch on to and be like, oh, that is a so-and-so piece. That's a, it's always the imperfections that people will latch Dude, on. Dude, that's to. some great words right there. Cause so, I, you know, a lot of times people try to, you know, curtail themselves or, or channel themselves to where they think that, you know, what people want to see or whatever. Mm-hmm. But um, you know, what you just said is, is a beautiful thing. You know, it took the me way years, you do it is that though. It did. It, it took me a long time to realize that. Um, and, but so I got into stencils though, because my, for some reason I can do freehand stencils without anything. And it's better than me drawing the image. If you know what I mean? I don't know why that is, but it's the exact, the, the, I believe the knife and the cuts and like having to cut through something, it makes you do the straight lines that I could never seem to like get my hand to do, uh, any other, in any other means. So I totally understand, dude. And it's also, you know, a, a, a kind of a coping mechanism as well, because at the same time, you're technically destroying something, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the paper or the oil board or whatever it is you're, you're cutting through, you know, you're destroying that. You're actually creating as well. So yeah. um, it's a very, it can be a very, very therapeutic thing, believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's beautiful, man. I, fuck. I never really What about, about using that, them though? in the streets? Um, uh have you used them in the streets or uh no i mean that that i spend most of my time doing that to be honest uh i i have a lot of ups in the most obscure places <laughs> so that's beautiful um, man i like yeah, that you, you'll see me a lot on the la river uh you'll see me a lot uh echo park hancock park if you go behind larchmont to the alleys of larchmont i've used the alleys of larchmont literally as my canvas like the first time i put up yes. people and so if you go to those alleys, uh, you'll just see no sense pieces. I write no sense. Uh, it's my uh, moniker, my uh, N-O sense sign. And uh, I think it's super cool, man. How did you come up with that? Or how, how did it come to you? Yeah. Um, there was a uh, package of stencil, uh, stencil writing. It's like the words already, you get them at art stores. It's like they're already pretty much... Uh, you don't have to cut them out rather they're already there yeah and it's used to it was there was one piece usually they they double up the letters so you'll get like a a l and then a number like on the same little little right. thing and there was one that had no sense sign and i just i seen that i have to say that they probably they didn't mean to do it because they were all randomized mm. but when i saw the no sense sign it just clicked and i remember i called willem and and brought it up to him. I was like, "What do you think about no sense?" And he's like, "That is fucking genius." And yeah, it's awesome. Man. Obviously, <laughs> I just went from it's... there. It's been my moniker for a long time, though. That was a while ago. It's like a double entendre. You know what I mean? There's very much sense so. of the of, of feel a sense of whatever, and then there's senses and dollars and cents. And when yeah. you're talking about an artist, it involves both. Mm-hmm. And I, I very so, I also try to keep my overhead as low as possible in the sense that. Uh, my, my, most of my pieces are on eight by tens. Uh, and that's because I get so much junk mail in, in the mail that I use my junk mail. I use other people's junk mail. I use uh, <laughs> eight by tens I find on the street. I use anything. I mean, in the last year, I've done over 4,000 eight by 10 pieces. Uh, that, <laughs> that's awesome. Wow. 
I, I know what you mean, man. Literally, I get that's prolific, my friend. That's awesome. I take my I take my mail from the mailbox and pretty much I just take it oh, oh, and then I stick it right in the trash, man. It was so as I see friends doing that, I'm like, hold up, I can do something on that. Well, I'm never gonna mail you anything, James. Okay, well I mean obviously if it's something I want, but I mean for the most most days, you know, you got your you know, value pack coupon, right? Your your you know, I mean just random crap that they send you, you know. Donate to us. Yeah, <laughs> magazines to uh, you know, look make your home nicer or whatever. I'm like Jesse, I got a question for you. Uh you ever had any problems in the in the streets with the with the law? Yeah. I mean, I get hassled by them uh quite a bit. Um just in the last year, I probably had a dozen uh run-ins with the cops. They've never taken me away. They hassle me though. Um yeah, what so are they I, saying then what do you say back to them? So I mean post I, I have a trick that I've uh, I when I was an adolescent, I did get caught up with them a couple times. And that's usually, though, when I had like marijuana on me or something, they, they, they usually would catch me for that. And then they, that's what they would get me for, because I they'd have probable cause to like search me or they would be I'd be in that process. But and I wouldn't be smart enough to realize, like, that don't have anything on you when you're fucking going out. Don't carry the weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um. Recently, I, I have a trick, and and I mean, for better or worse, what I've been doing is I carry the Black Lives Matter fist, and I do stencil up sometimes. But when the cops hassle me and they ask me what I'm doing, I'm like, I just pull that stencil out, and I'm like, oh, I'm just doing this, and they just back off. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, we don't want to get involved with this guy, yeah, man. There's yeah, gonna yeah. be a lawsuit attached with this right away. No. Um, <laughs> That that's awesome, man! Holy shit, dude! That's a good trick. Now it man. also probably helps out that you're a, you're a white guy and you're well spoken. You know the, what I mean? Yeah, and I have kept on my ID my grandfather's uh, address, which is a predominant part of town and stuff like that. So when I hand that over, they're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> we don't want to fuck with you. You're gonna be all right. We don't want to. We don't want to fuck with you. Yeah. Um, hey, man, I, I like it. I like it, man. Very clever, man. That's awesome, man. Hell yeah. yeah. I, I I I was putting that up for a while. The uh, I was I was on that tip though for a while, genuinely. Uh, for when sure. It was, when it was first starting off, and so, um, you know, I don't want to get into politics here. <laughs> no, we're not gonna get. We're not gonna yeah. get into. It. We oh. talk about everything, dude. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Like, um, we're not afraid to, uh, you know, offend some people, and uh, you know, uh, sometimes you have to do that in order for people to learn. You mm -hmm. know. At the end of the day, we just try to be, you know, just real people, be authentic, you know what I mean? But um, speaking of er earlier, man, you're 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 talking about uh, your first stencil was a uh, Sid Vicious, man. Are you a Sex so, Pistols fan? Yes, very much so. I mean, okay. uh, uh, yeah, uh, and it was Sid Vicious. And I got in trouble in school for doing this at the time. I've had a lot of culture shocks of what you can and can't do from not, being a feral child for a moment in my life, <laughs> really, but it was Sid Vicious, like a uh, shotgunning uh, joint. It was a photo that I found and I did it. This is mind you, like fifth grade. I, 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 yeah. <laughs> I made a, it was um, that's a bit early. Mm -hmm. And then there was a piece that I made directly after that, which I remember being like, because that one I got help with and uh, by the guy who taught me how to do stencils. But the one I did, first one I did uh, by myself was a, we were supposed to 
That's it. That's it right there. Team just pulled up the Sid Vicious shotgunning a joint picture. I mean, dude, those guys are fucking icons, man. Honest, honestly, at the end of the day, like, if you wanted to be a bad kid, you look at the Sex Pistols, you're like, that band is fucking for yeah, me. I definitely like, had that to say, yeah. I made that choice as a young kid. <laughs> you, you know what I mean? I get it, man. So, I mean, obviously, you're into punk, man. I mean, like, the yeah. classic punk, too. You know what I mean? Like, My mom was a punk, an 80s punk, uh, L.A. punk kid i mean she had me at 16 and she was part of the whole tsol black flag like whole scene and very heavily so i got raised on 80s punk and oh man Man, and yeah i mean some (laughs) gg allen's kind of stuff crazy stuff going on Mm -hmm. raising crazy man that dude what you were talking about your 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 piece after the the Sid Vicious. Oh piece. yeah, so it's a we were supposed to represent our and it, I have this piece actually on my Instagram. Uh, I still have the original stencil actually. I've uh, somehow nice. been able to maintain it somewhat, uh, but it's a heart with a skull coming out of one side of the heart, and uh, it was supposed to be some that represented. And it was the to this day, it might be one of the most artistic things I've ever done. It was one of the first things I've ever done in the sense that. Uh, like I, it's still something that I, I look fondly, and it, the fact that it was an early piece, though, uh, I, I I don't know. It's just a heart, a skull coming out of a heart, it's supposed to represent passion. And, uh, and so this is what when you're in like sixth or seventh grade or fifth grade. Oh, I'm still thinking. in fifth. Good grief, yeah, yeah. dude! This is that same year, that same year I learned how to make the stencil. So yeah, uh, it's right when I yeah yeah I would believe so. I did that. That's, that's really early to be uh, producing something like that. Well, I didn't understand what I had produced. It was a uh, much, much later <laughs> that I, I, I really fell kind of in love with what I had just done, you know, or what I had done back then, rather. But uh, I, I liked Son it. Of a bitch, man! I had it early, you know. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I don't know. That, that that's how I got into stenciling, and like I said, I put it away for a while uh, when I was doing the marijuana industry stuff. I mean, honestly, it just consumed every part of my like artistic. Uh, the only times I would do art was when I was asked to, because other people knew me as an artist. So I would I would like do a piece because they would commission me to do it, kind of thing. And I mm-hmm. still, yeah. And then I made a decision, and when I got back here, is I started producing at a level like. I, I wake up in the morning and I make a stencil and I've done a stencil a day at the bare minimum for the last four years, I would say, wow. or since 2017. Dude, here's someone who's done more stencils than me. Wow. wow. That's awesome. So, Dude, that's and awesome. I mean, uh, the, the amount of, I've had to get a storage unit for the amount of work that I have. And uh, it's, <laughs> it's just, it's absolutely insane. Even my girlfriend was, uh, she was like a, you know, fourth year art student doesn't produce this much work in like no. two semesters no way. like yeah yep. because i it, it, you know i've come up with a lot of shit <laughs> a lot of stuff that i don't want to show necessarily but uh you know she also was like out of every piece that you do do 100 of them and out of that 100 you're gonna see she's a fine art painter and she has helped me a lot in in figuring oh, okay. out uh she p- gives me like assignments you know uh that's awesome dude holy and cow so, i love your uh I love I your work, girlfriend work not as much as you do but you know i i really appreciate your girlfriend all right you, sounds you, really you awesome her so many times now you gotta plug her name at least and and her show man <laughs> uh, she's uh her name's camille waldor okay and uh, she has an instagram that's uh camille a waldorf and uh what was the uh, art one Camille Waldorf Paintings is where she has her her painting showcase. 
Awesome. We're going to give her a follow right now, man. And uh, when's her show? Her show? Yeah. Did you say she has a show coming up or something like that? Oh, uh, she's working on a show. What what is that? Okay. For Kundalini of L.A. Oh, okay. Well, when 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 it's ready, definitely uh, maybe we'll have. So I guess it's with the Sikh Temple. She's doing a a showcase. Oh, nice. Nice. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very cool. She was born in Racy. So, yeah. Oh, wow. Really? Mm -hmm. That is unusual. Is this this what the. uh, Yes. Kind of. Exactly. Yeah. Yep. Which, you know, it looks a lot similar to the Jedi symbol from Star Wars. They totally (laughs) stole it, did they not? I mean, it does. It looks just like it. That's why when I went there, I was like, oh, you guys are Jedis. Like, that's what. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome, man! Whoa, that's so that's like fucking bizarre to me that you teach you have that tattoo as well. And then we're talking about today, you know what I mean? It's well, like, the the tattoo is I had uh, ten of the of the world's top religions sure. uh, images tattooed on my arm, yeah. and so that was one of the you know top ten religions. <clears throat> I never learned a whole lot about it, just you know very little, but um, you know it's a uh, very respectable uh, religion. Yeah, awesome. So, so, uh, so uh, real quick, it's Waldorf Inc. That is the uh, Instagram. She okay. just okay. gave me a great. Very cool. Now, did she go to art school? or? Uh, yes. I know. Yeah. No, no. How did you meet her? So, Willem and I throw, um, Willem and I throw a Thanksgiving party called Not Your Parents Thanksgiving. Like, every year, it's like an annual party. And, uh, I don't want to say what necessarily goes on at this party every year, but um, it sounds like fun. It's not your parents' Thanksgiving. And uh, so she came one year and I met her there. And this is, uh, yeah, the rest is (laughs) history, so to say. How how did you, you know, we mentioned Willem a couple of times too. And obviously he's been on the show too. Uh, How did you guys meet? Um, We went to the same high school without realizing it. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I went no. to Hollywood High to finish off high school. Like for uh, for, uh so, or junior and senior year, I was at Hollywood High, and he was at Hollywood High for senior year as well. We would party outside of school, and it wasn't until we were almost graduating we realized we both went to Hollywood High. We were just friends. I mean, we were just uh, same same kind of. He always had the party house up there in the hills, and uh, even when we were in high school and shit. So it was where we, uh, yeah staged a lot of mayhem was up there nice man nice man good I've trouble up, i've been up there too man Willem's a cool, great dj man and uh like i said we produced a track together too man and uh, i'm yeah. looking forward to working he inspires with me quite a bit to, to be honest like when it comes to a lot of a lot it's good to have friends who like uh not only open up avenues or or uh open up like you know doors to, in order to kind of like further your your development but he he definitely we've had kind of a subtle rivalry about certain things not music because he's (laughs) he's the reason i got out of music to be honest i looked him at 16 and was like i'm i could work eight hours a day at this and wouldn't be as good as you are right now like (laughs) in 10 years like so (laughs) well that's that's awesome you always want to have the friends that like push you you know yeah it's just kind of like push you to be your best too i I think that's like really difficult to find actually a lot of times just like people who inspire you and also like i said just make sure you're working too because it's easy just be like okay i'm an artist cool all right i'm just gonna do whatever too you you know what i mean but it's like 
he constantly pushed you to that next level to you know make yourself be the best you can be actually it's it's uh, i mean with will and and a couple of my friends i mean it's like a more they demand you to be you know uh, a better version of you they you know when you ask for that kind of like uh someone holding your hand through something they, they'll give you the pep talk uh, that's the opposite of that which is like you got this but like go fuck yourself <laughs> you know like <laughs> don't, be, yeah. don't be a fucking wussy <laughs> yeah <laughs> i like that man that everyone could really use a uh a friend like that that's for sure man that's awesome. or friends like that mm-hmm. So, so, uh, you know, what, what's next, man? I mean, obviously you make a stencil every single, you know, every day, man. And, uh, uh, you know, like you put, go up in the street, like what, what's your kind of goal for all this, man? Is it more commissions or what are you looking for? I've had a couple of those this last year, uh, more so than, than I ever have, but yeah, it's, it's, I plan, well, I've been trying to get this art gallery together and, uh, it's, it's had a couple ups and downs but uh i i refuse to do a showcase in someone else's gallery meaning like if i'm gonna do a showcase i want it to be an installation i want to be in control of the installation i've had a couple offers to do you know have a couple pieces in someone else's gallery and it's just i don't want to do that it doesn't work for me like in mm. i don't don't mean to say that conceitedly i just like um it's not it's very wise okay let me just break in for a second that's very wise Okay. First of all, it's better to have your own gallery just because of if someone else sells your work in their gallery, they're usually going to take at least half of how much the piece brings in. But when you're talking about doing an installation, you're going to give the person more of an experience of your work that they're going to remember. Yes. That's that's where, and it's already completely visualized. Like it's not something I'm trying to, I know exactly what I want to do. And uh, so I've been I've been in the process of making it happen. I have a couple of people I'm in talks with, and uh, have you guys heard of uh, Bloody Gum Studio? No. Have you heard of them, Teach? You should Sounds look pretty in- fucking cool, man. You should look into them. They have a they're an amazing crew of guys, and they do pop ups. And I'm trying to I'm in the process of talking with them, and I don't think they would care if I brought it up either. But uh, we're just trying to since post pandemic. I don't know things have been difficult. They're used to like large amounts of people coming oh, in. So, man. Yeah, yeah, like a motherfucker, man. Um, but uh yeah, they they do pop-ups that are installations and they actualize an artist's uh vision for what they want to do. And uh nice. nothing else to look into them because you guys would, would definitely vibe well this together. Is, uh, this is Bloody Glum's collective, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll give them a follow. Yeah, yeah. Awesome, man. I, I I love that, man. I love that. What about art, art? You know how people just like have that, you know, spirit where I'm gonna do all this shit myself, and I'm gonna actually not myself, but just like create an experience, uh, you know, around my work, and then give it to people, man. I think it, it, people, more people should do that, you know, in, in other fields of uh, creativity too. You know, I think in music, a lot of times it's like. You know, if I get just stuck playing a set at a club, I don't really get to provide the experience that I want to provide, uh, like the people, uh, you know, who are listening to the music, man. I like throwing my own parties, too, because it's like I can decorate it. I can make sure everything's kind of all set there, too. So I'm totally on board with uh, with how you feel, man. And, you know, it's the dude It's the difference between, you know, having a sample platter in front of you, you know, or getting fully immersed, Mm -hmm. you know, when you did your show. I mean, it was a full your first solo show. You know, it was yes. a full experience <laughs> at 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 a school. You know, you know what I mean? It's teachers' first show, solo show at a school, and I was there 
uh, DJing, people coming in, you know, and then it was just like it was a total experience. I, I remember mm -hmm. that, you know, and if you know, if you haven't looked at it, go to, you know, YouTube, you can find some videos of it and stuff like that, too, you know, and uh, but yeah, I just I don't know. But you know what? Now that I think about it, and thank you for bringing this up, Jesse. I think that's one of the reasons I haven't done a, a solo show in about, what, four years or something like that. Mm -hmm. And um, I think it, it has a lot to do with what you're talking about. You know, I go into these other spaces and stuff and I'm thinking to myself, you know, uh, I don't really want to be, you know, here you know, on that wall and that wall and that wall. You know, I'd, I'd like to, to create something that is the whole entire thing you're going into is kind of like more like my first show you know it's it's fully immersed yeah you're, you're gonna you know everything about it would be you know what i created mm. and uh that that makes all the difference in the world so dude that is some great information jesse thank you very much oh yeah man well jesse man is it time flies man it's very pretty much been an hour man i've been hanging out dude yeah, man. But See, we have um, guests on like this where we just get lost, and you know, the next thing you know, it's like, well, he's wow. an interesting guy, man. He had a crazy upbringing, and, and like I said, I, I looked. This forward dude to could not, not be interesting. You know what I mean? <laughs> Even if he tried, holy cow, with that kind of upbringing, um, dude. Thank you so much for sharing your uh, your experience and your artwork with the world, man. Please continue doing it. Thank you, man. Thank you. And uh, drop us. Uh, Go ahead. Go, no, you go ahead. Uh, drop your social, man. What's your social for the audience, too? Uh... Oh, yeah. Uh, so I'm Jesse Hudson on Facebook. I'm No Sense Productions, underscore productions. No Sense, S-E-N-T-S, -S, uh, underscore productions on Instagram. And then, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at at the moment. I'll have a Patreon and all that jazz coming up soon. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And, dude, mm -hmm. when you have a sh when you have your, your you know, first solo show experience, mm -hmm. kind of, Please come back and just like maybe we'll have you like you and Will and both come on and hang out and then we'll be in the studio or something like that. Man, we'll crack. And I, I definitely want to be there. I, I, I want to come see it because, yeah, sure. uh, you know, kind of inspired me a little bit. Dude, I appreciate it. <laughs> oh, yeah, man. Thank you so much, Jesse, man. Thank and, you guys uh, for having me. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. And uh, to the audience, uh, thank you very much for hanging out with us. Uh, leave us a review on iTunes. Love you guys. Take care and peace. Peace. Hey, what's up? It's James. And teacher. We just want to tell you a few ways that you can support us. Financially. That's right. You can go to our Patreon, patreon.com slash show. Inside the Patreon, you can find a few different packages. You got everything from like a dollar all the way up to $5,000. You know, like if you're business, you want to do some advertising, you want to be a guest on the show or something like that. But you know what? We appreciate any way you guys would like to support us. This is just another way of doing it. Or access the shop at lastreart.gallery. Check out the shop as I'm a teacher's original artwork, some stickers, and also other merch coming at you from some of the guests on our show. Thank you very much. Peace. Peace.